This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast on this gloomy, disgusting Monday. Al, what is up? Hello there, Jerry. I got a uh, Twitter direct message from a fellow you know as Connor. I love Connor. Yeah, sure. And uh, he, he actually has a good good uh, scenario this time he wanted us to discuss because I've been in this situation as well. I want to see if you have been and, and where you are. Is this the situation Jerry. he's in right now? Uh, he, for help? No, he was in and wonders what would have been the right thing to okay. do. So he said, I got in an Uber this morning for work. He's out of town for work. The car smells like a cigar. That's funny. Most of them smell like weed these days. Okay. Yeah, or it smells like weed or something. Sure. Right? Is that worth noting on the review and docking this guy his 4.98 rating? So he's worried about this guy has given over 3,400 rides, and he has a really good rating. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Here's what I need to know. Yeah. How was the ride? Well, was part he... of the ride is that it smells like a cigar. For me, the ride is, was he prompt? Yeah. And there was the, the perfect amount of nice greeting, mm-hmm. don't talk too much, drove well, and dropped you off promptly. Yeah. Because to me, I've been in cars that don't smell great. Yeah. As long as you do your job the right way, I'm happy. Okay. And I've also been in cars that smell wonderful. The guy's doing 95 and he's an a-hole. So I guess the question here really is, Jerry, if you looked at the guy's rating, and let's say at a perfect 5.0. Sure. And he's done 3,000 rides. Mm-hmm. Are you, and, and let's say you had a bad experience. It was a bad driver. Sure. Would you put that on the review and depends knock on down how that bad, perfect rating? It depends on how bad the ride was. I When I was in, where the hell were we? Eh, I don't remember. Chicago, I think. We were outside of Chicago um, when we went to Northwestern. And I ended up with an Uber driver that was rude. He was... He got us where we had to go, but he was rude and then couldn't help us when we ended up in the wrong place. And he was rude. Um, I just did not give him a tip and I did not give him a review. Okay. But I was not going to give him a bad review because he might be having a bad day. Right. So and I then that lives with him forever. Right. Now you can say, what an a hole. You didn't give him a tip. Well, he's making 75% of that money anyway. So just because I didn't tip him doesn't mean he didn't get paid for what he did. He right. did. 
The tip should be the service. His service sucked ass. Correct. I believe the tip should be earned. He not did not given. earn a tip. Matter of fact, I didn't even want to pay him for the ride. Right. So that's how. That's what I did. I don't okay. think I've ever given anybody a bad review. Yeah, I think I've done the same thing where I've given no review. Right. Because there is a weird pressure. Mm-hmm. Because the other weird thing is he reviews you as well. For sure. Then he could tell the truth or say something completely that didn't happen to make you bad to other drivers that don't want to come pick you up. That's right. So now now you just reminded me. I never looked to see if he gave me a bad yeah. review. So it's a flawed system. I totally agree. A very flawed system. Could not agree more. Where would I find my rating? I don't know. I I'm, I use Lyft. Oh, there it is. I have a 4.96. That's good. So That's good? Yeah. All right, good. Well, what's weird, too, is uh, nowadays, like, you could have a, like, would you dock somebody for having a shattered windshield that pick you up? No. Really? Uh, well, shattered or a... A, a big crack. Big no, crack, because I No, because I think things like that take, not while not a ton of time, I mean, that you got to have the car ready for safe light repair, safe, safe light, light replace. replace. You got to have the car ready in the driveway at a proper time. It, it takes them an hour, hour and a half, like... Right, no. and now it's going into his work day where he should be earning money. Yeah, no, I I, I would not. I don't okay. know what his personal situation is. He could be divorced. You're very understanding. 50. Well, because crap happens in life. Yeah. You, you are know? a very understanding person. I I go into it fully knowing that I am not ordering myself a limousine. Right. That's the problem we, we run into, I think. And I also know I'm not ordering a Suburban or a Tahoe. If I'm just ordering a regular car, I'm going to get a regular car. And you just want to get there. That's it. That is it. That's true. You know, when we order Uber and Lyft, especially in the beginning, we were ordering a car service, like a, mm-hmm. a town car. Yeah, well, that's, that's in our head. That's what we yeah. were getting. That's not what it is. And often we were getting that. In the beginning, we were. In yeah. the beginning, we were getting nice cars. Yeah. And then people realized, wait, I don't have to buy a new car to do this. Yeah. And I, I can could do just... it with a 1989 Mercury Sable. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of uh, has taken away the charm of the, the Uber ride. Yeah, the Uber I agree. slash Lyft. When I was in Chicago, I also took a car to and from the score. And driving... An what's that? Like an Uber? Yes. Okay. So I ordered the Uber the night before, which was such a... I didn't know. I didn't even know it had that service. Austin Johnson, my radio partner, told me about it because I was concerned about what time do I get up? I don't want to be late getting there, waiting for an Uber car. It is a 25-minute ride. So he's like, oh, you just order it the night before. Wow. So I ordered it the night before. I went downstairs. car was waiting for me. Wow. It was great. So that was fine going in. Going back, though, I noticed my driver looked a little tired. Yeah. And I've been there, and I know what that looks like. So I wasn't talking to him, but I was making noise in the, in the back. And every time I did, he perked up a little bit. That's It's funny because you're, you're using them to be safer. And in that case, I'm like, is this guy going to fall asleep on me and drift off the road? Scary stuff. Well, Boomer tells that story that when many years ago, Prior to Uber and Lyft, he was getting a car service somewhere, and the guy fell asleep, Oof. and he had to wake the guy up. But that's why Boomer nowadays, for the most part, like when we have events and things, he's always driving himself. Yeah, he does. He drives everywhere. He got very nervous from that time when the guy fell asleep. Now, Isn't there wasn't a car accident or anything. Is that what happened with Marv Albert in the limo? Did his driver fall asleep, or was it just an accident? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either, I, but I know... Marv was in the was in the limo and it, there was a car accident. I don't know what the details were of that. Yeah, you got to think like especially like Uber Lyft, right? A, a lot of times it's as a second job for somebody, Absolutely. right? So they're working all day, got a family, then going out at night driving. Yeah, how do you stay up all night? 
I don't know. Not easy. And especially you get on the highways where you're just zoning out. Yes, the highway zone. Yep. Not good. No. Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, here's something else I've been thinking a lot about, Jerry. You know, I follow on Instagram a lot of uh like food people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it depends. There's so many different categories. You might follow people who are exercise people, right? Mm-hmm. You sure. might follow I happen to follow food people, you know, about the, like what food's good for you, but the problem is now so many of these influencers or people that have had that have good channels yeah. that I really enjoy. And this started just prior to Christmas, but it's continuing. They all have, they're all doing... The same commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to be, to tell me what is the right thing to eat and drink and here's why, while you're also getting paid by companies. Sure. It's a weird, and I saw it yesterday, there's a guy, a younger guy who's like a like a Flav City Bobby Approves guy, but he's a younger guy, but he is essentially he's got the same sponsors he's got the same shtick so he did a thing yesterday on why like is brita water filter really helping Mm -hmm. okay i'm for that but then afterwards he goes i use aqua true water filter (laughs) okay so it was clearly an ad right so i looked he had like 200 something comments on it already and a ton of it was people going like what are are you Trying to tell us the right thing to do, or are you selling us a product? Like, there's, it's a line gets blurred. Right, sure. And it is, yeah, because part of the thing, like, he was pitching in the Aqua True, like, use this, reverse osmosis, but it's in a plastic pitcher. Right. When he's probably telling you plastic's no good. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's a tough balance because they're probably spending a lot of time trying to create this content to make it a job. To do that, you need to make money. Right. So what do you do? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I wonder if they ever say no to something. I guess it'd have to be so wow. blatantly bad. Right. I'm sure if M&M's came to them, they'd have to say no. Right. Although, <laughs> M&M's wants to throw seven figures at them. Exactly. I would do this. I'd be like, uh, I normally eat right. But once a week? A bag of M&M's? <laughs> when I like a treat. <laughs> yeah. I only do it once a week. But when I do, it's peanut M&M's. It's t- Money's tough, man. Yeah. I had this thought yesterday. Maybe you did too. I don't know. I know you watched a lot of football this week. I did. I got to find out what it is. I was blown away by this because a lot of people, and I'm not to get too deep or anything, but a lot of people will tell you, especially country music artists i feel like will tell you god family and then whatever trucks and they but they put like they always put god first Mm -hmm. i'm like you're gonna put something you hope is real in front of your daughter or your son i mean come on and yesterday i'm watching all the football and it's it's not the first i've seen this but it, it goes to show how the whole world and your whole life meaning everybody is nothing more than money. Did you see the commercial for He Gets Us? I did. Running during the NFL playoffs? Yep. On network television? I did. So the message is about Jesus Christ. Correct. They're spending millions of dollars to do what exactly? Spread the word or make millions more? It's a great question. It's an LLC. Yeah, it wasn't where, he gets us dot org. I don't, well, maybe it was, but it's still 
Right, paid for, pay. by he gets us LLC. Yeah. Like, what? So it's interesting. So I saw that commercial, and I took note of it because we don't have a lot. I, I have right now one guest booked for for uh, the Super Bowl. Right. Because we have, we're up early. We're there super early. Right. And and somebody asked, hey, would you be interested in having Steve Largent on? Okay. I love 1980s football. Steve Largent say sure. yeah. Wide receiver, Hall of Famer, a guy we've never had on in 16 years. So I always look for something a little different. So I have him booked, and I, uh, a couple days later, I was like, let me ask what he's promoting because I don't want it to be a direct competitor of a big sponsor of ours. Right. And she goes, oh, he's promoting hashtag he gets us. Okay. So I took note of that. Yeah, I talked to G about it. Like, what do you think? And. But then seeing the commercials yeah. on, so they're an NFL sponsor. Yeah, or they're sponsoring in the millions games. of dollars. And I didn't think of it that way. Like, where's the money coming from? Well, I mean, how can you not think of it that way? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It's just such a. So you're talking about blurred lines. Yeah, the balance. Blurred lines. I, I mean, I know you gotta. I know you have to spend money to make money. I I totally understand that. But I don't know. This came across weird to me. Yeah, it could be a organization that has very rich uh, believers that want to help spread the word. So maybe they're footing the bill. Who knows? Very possible. I'm just saying, like, even we've always known that the Catholic Church, while or any church for that matter, while trying to, you know, spread great messages, I'm not. I would never deny that. They're still in the business of making money. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And when I saw this commercial, I'm like, holy, are they going to have Super Bowl commercials? I, You know what? They might. If they have people out, former players, they promoting might. it, I bet they do. They might. So you're going to tell me they're going to spend $35 million on a 30-second commercial? What is that going to net them then? Right. But I I'm saying know. it's just, it's, it is, for me, it's mixed messaging. Yeah. It was, I don't know, I was taken aback by it, like, wow, this has got to be an expensive commercial. Right. <laughs> Holy crap. Interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. The whole Your whole life is about money. You can't do anything without it. You cannot. And everyone's always trying to make more. And the people with a lot of money will say, oh, money does not bring happiness. Yeah, but it helps. No, it helps a lot, for sure. Yeah. No, oh, 100%. There's a great country song where the the ver, the ver, the chorus or something is like, money doesn't buy happiness, but could buy a boat. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek song, but it's true. It's like Listen, money can't buy happiness, but money can buy a boat, and a boat makes me pretty happy. <laughs> if, if you're a bad guy or yeah. a bad woman, money is it really isn't good. I mean, you'll have more money, you can do more things. At the end of the day, you're going to be probably miserable and angry it is what it is but it can i mean you look at someone that's struggling with two kids to pay their rent i'm not saying make them rich but if they made enough money to where they didn't have to think about paying their rent they have to be because they wouldn't constantly be stressed out about being able to put clothes on their kids back or getting the proper meals or sending them to school you know i it helps but do you think if you if money isn't a problem, then something else will become a problem. Like I think you'll it, create something else in your brain that now is a problem. Well, I think life happens. Yeah. And circumstances happen. And I think relationships happen and fall apart. And it's still, 
But when you're talking about just idle time and being having the ability to do things and provide, that has to make you feel more empowered as the provider of the house, I would think. No? Yeah, yeah I would think so. Like, I have... I can tell you right now, I have the greatest life in the world. I, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. But if I got fired tomorrow and I didn't have the money coming in, what, I'm going to sit there and, and smile and and just sing show tunes? you be stressed out like for sure. crazy. That doesn't make you happy. Right. I'm not saying rich. That's the two different things. I don't think the being rich and being comfortable, that that's a, that's different. That's different to me. Yeah, I do think there's a uh, you hit a point where you have a lot of money, and getting more money doesn't make you happier and happier. Right, but for sure. There becomes a point where you don't have to worry about money. That's nice. Correct. It takes one thing off the plate that you don't have to worry about. Yeah, and it does help. I don't care what you tell me. But it seeing helps. like the the athletes go from like thirty million to thirty five million, and they're that's really an fighting ego trip. for that. Yeah, that's, that's an ego trip. That's all it is because there's no way your life changes based upon making thirty million a year or thirty four million a year. It doesn't matter at that point, right? It just doesn't. That's all. You know, who schwang is bigger than the next guys? Would you not agree? I would agree to that. Right. Who schwang is it? Exactly. Who schwang is bigger? Right. I don't know. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and the other thing I want to talk to you about, we touched briefly on the warm-up program, is the Sweeney Murdy leaving the radio station. Yeah, this one got me a little bit. 30 years, we got an email. It said Sweeney was uh, leaving, and then he put out a uh, a tweet yeah. where he said that. And I looked at the tweet now has 3 million views. That's amazing. You think he's shocked by that? Yes. Me too. I do. I think he's very shocked by that. I think he's probably shocked by the amount of people that wrote to him, the people that reached I reached out immediately. Um, just because I've known Sweeney since 1997. Yeah. Um, and if not for Sweeney taking over for Susan, I don't know where my career goes because I took over for him. He was doing updates? He was doing overnight updates. I was the weekend overnight anchor. And then, and you said take over for Susan. What was she doing? She was the Yankee Beat reporter for the radio station. Oh, okay. And so when she, before she went on with John... She did the sideline job on Yes. She was the first sideline reporter on Yes for the Yankees. Like the job Kim Jones Correct. and Meredith uh, Kim took now? over for Susan. Really? Mm-hmm. So Susan left as the beat reporter for us to go to Yes. When that happened, they gave Sweeney the job, and Sweeney left the overnight anchor post, and I got that full-time anchor spot. Yeah, that's the chain reaction right there. Yeah. But I've known him. He came to my wedding. He was Sweeney, is, I've known him for so long. And that one, I was like, Wow. Like that's like thirty years here and gone, and I'm not that far behind, as you know. It freaks me out because, as I always tell you, I'm waiting for the day I come in, and they're like, "We need to see you." It was weird because Sweeney had one of those jobs at the radio station where once he became the Yankee beat reporter, and I started here in the mornings. I never saw him. We, Correct. We, he wasn't at the radio station. Right. His office I, was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and I wasn't at Yankee Stadium. But it's really weird. Last week, and this had to be when he when I was leaving. 
he was coming in. Yeah. I said, hey, Sweeney. I had not seen him in forever, physically face yeah, to face. Me neither. I know. And that's what he must have been coming up to talk to them uh, about. I guess so. I had a nice conversation with him before I left. I couldn't talk to him any longer because my meter was up. But, yeah, I saw him too, and I imagine that's when everything happened. So that job changed over the years, right? So when, when he first got that job, he was uh, – traveling to all the games right that was a- yeah when he first got that job he would go to he would go to tampa for six weeks once february 15th hit he had to be there for when pitchers and catchers reported and he would stay there in a condo for six weeks then as soon as that was over he would follow the team wherever they were going and if he didn't work 162 games he probably did 150 of them i'm sure he got some days off of course right but worked most of them every road trip every game yes was just starting and that was kind of the beginning of locker rooms on TV where you would get all that locker room sound and the reporters with Susan or Kim or Meredith now. And he was our guy and he would send in the tape. So again, it's funny how things have changed. So the games would end. And if I was anchoring till midnight or I was starting at midnight, let's say the Yankee game ended at 1030 or 1015. I'd be like, all right, 1015. All right. Want to see an hour would be 1115. All right. Maybe I'll have, maybe I'll have some sound from one of the players for my midnight update. Depended upon as soon as he could record it, cut it, and send it to us. And then we had to get it onto a cart. So How was he sending to it to you back then? Back then, usually over the phone. Remember the Morantz recorders? Yeah. You would play the clips. You would fast forward. <laughs> I did it too. I mean, I did it with the Nets. That's you so You would fast old. forward to the, here, here comes clip one. This is, uh, you know, this is Jason Kidd in three, two, one. <laughs> And then you would play it, and then you'd fast forward to the next one, use that counter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that little number counter, and you would send in at least five or six clips. And that's how we got through the night was with five or six, seven clips. And that was his job. And he would also send 30-second reports. And that's what he did. And then as the years went on, we started using yes more and more for the immediacy, and it was clean. The, the feed was clean, recording off TV, plus his mic flag was there, so not like we weren't paying for it. And then... The business just changed, and he wasn't doing all road trips because it got so expensive. Then it became only driving road trips. Yeah. Then it became you're doing pre and post. So, unfortunately for him, he either got tired of it. I don't know exactly what happened, but the job's different. Yeah. It's not the same job anymore. Yeah, it is interesting now. You're right. Like, you you get sound now immediately on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that said, too. crystal clear. Yeah, like, it's, sure. just, it's like that now. Like, yeah. you don't need your own people. No, at, at places anymore. Think about this. When I first started here, we had a Nick reporter, a Nets reporter. Now they didn't travel much. The Nets, no Nets reporter ever traveled, but the Knicks we did. We had people covering the Knicks all over the country. We had hockey reporters <laughs> for real. Like we would have, like Mike Mancuso was at every Nick and Ranger home game, and then we would pay people on the road to send yeah. tape in. I did every Nets game for three years. Every Net home game. For three years, and I did uh, road trips to Boston and Philly. One time, Washington. Like, those days are long gone. Yeah. Think about that. It's crazy. Yeah, I did them with the Mets. I never went on the road when I was in Tampa, but I would do the Lightning, Mm -hmm. the Bucks, and then the Rays didn't come till like one of my last couple of years. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, it was cool. You go get the sound. Yeah. Go back to the station. Al, we don't have a Jets reporter anymore. Yeah. And really, we don't have a Giants reporter. Paul Dottino works for the Giants. I think when he does something, we probably give him something. But he's not a Giants beat reporter for us. And then the guy who works, uh, Brian Costello. He works for the New York Post. For the New York Post, right. But gets 
is does something with us as with as a Jets reporter. Yeah, but I don't think anybody puts them on anymore. Yeah. Like those used to be when you think about the radio station and the need for information, you would get it the quickest on the radio. And putting a reporter on who was just at practice, there was value in that. And by the way, I still think there is to a certain extent, not every week like it used to be. But that used to be the way we would learn before the papers came out the next day. Yeah. So it would be like, hey, put Paul Schwartz on. He was at Giants camp today. And then Paul would come on and really discuss everything that happened. And then you'd read about it the next day in the paper as opposed to just waiting for it in the paper. But those days are just long, long gone. And you're right. uh, One of the articles, I read a couple articles about him, about Sweeney, Mm -hmm. once this news came out. And... One of the things I didn't really think of is like, yeah, we like I don't hear him on the radio station. Yeah, that was much. a big part of it. Yeah, Mike and Chris used to Every put him on all, all daily, the time. daily, daily. I mean, all even right, when Sweeney, Gio, what do you got today? Yeah, even when Gio does an impression of either Mike or Dog, it's like get Sweeney up. Yeah, like that was just a, a part of the Sweeney was a staple. Ed yeah. was a staple. Um, Saturday mornings with Richard Near for twenty five thirty years, a staple at nine thirty. Just the way it was. Yeah, not anymore. But yeah, it was. Uh, and he would also go on with Joe and Evan all the time. He would come on at night, you know, and then that slowly, it probably started, Mike still put him on all the time, and Joe and Evan put him on, but Craig does a different show, as you know. Right. So we were never putting him on in the morning. Well, Craig also didn't want to do what the other shows were doing. Fair too. Right, like how Sweeney's a, right. a Mike and Chris guy. We'll do our own, we'll find our own Fair way. enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that was... uh they're, they've all left. Yeah. They've all left the building. Yeah. It's weird. The turnover continues. Yeah. I know. And he seemed like a... I didn't know him much at all, but you don't get three million views. No. Sweeney's And is, people... Everyone had nice things. Just a great human being. Yeah. I don't think... I've seen Sweeney mad once. Do you remember what it was about? Yeah. Well, I screwed up his tape. <laughs> Like, you know, punk kid? And even with him being mad, it wasn't like he didn't go off or anything. It was he was more mad I didn't call him and I tried to fix it myself. I, it was his rap. I put the wrong clip in and I wasn't sure and he was not happy. But I think like I said, he was more unhappy that I didn't call him to clarify what yeah. I was supposed to do and the thing didn't make sense and Spitz was mad and ay ay. Now he'll I think if he wants to, I'm sure he could He'll find some other work in the baseball world. I mean, the guy's been around forever. I would certainly think so. I mean, he works at SNY. He works for MLB Network. Um, I maybe he could expand his roles there. Why didn't he work for Yes? That didn't make sense. Like, like I've seen him on SNY. I don't know. Like maybe they they didn't need him. I guess. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, SNY seems to be a pretty steady gig for him. Yeah. Maybe Yes could have offered him once in a while or fill in stuff to get started. You're going to give up a steady. I don't know. What about this, Jerry? Podcast. He could. He well. He did a podcast with McPherson. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. As you really listen to it, huh? <laughs> I, I, did I, not I only listened one. to it once, one time. But yeah, no, they do a podcast. Well, they did. I don't know if he's a Yankee. Do it with po- them. Yeah, yeah, Yankee. Yep. 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 Hmm. How about that? How about that? I wish him the best. Yeah. That me one, but too. that one bothered me though. Like everyone's leaving. Yeah. Well, it's thirty. I mean, and that's the other thing. You I know. Looking like thirty years. Holy cow. Well, that's what's also great about this place. When you look around, you, Eddie, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been here 16 years and I don't feel like I have any, I don't feel like 
I, I'm like one of the long time. You got dove in the other yeah. room. Right. You would think if you're you're at a place for 16 years. In radio? You're up the seniority pole. I'd be like the number one guy. Right. I'm not. Not even on the show. I got two ahead of me. I know. And I'm even with Boomer. I know. <laughs> and even Boomer goes back before you because right. he did do things on this station. He did, right. That is even Giannotti. Right. You're actually last. I think I might be right. right. I'm last on this show. That actually right. is hilarious. Geo was the yeah. midday producer when yes. I got here. Oh, yeah. Now, he did leave. Right. But, I mean, if you add up the years. Yes. I mean, and I guess technically CBS Sports Radio isn't fan. Right. But he's been around here longer than you. But you do have more seniority on him at the radio at station. The, at the company. Yeah, you've Even been. Even the company's changed hands correct. a number of times. If you're going to add up company years, because yeah. that's what you would have to do for him. You've right. got him by a lot. Yes. But it is. It's funny. Yeah. But th- but those, us, we're dying off. There's not many of us left now. So Sweeney did pre and post Yankees? That's what he was doing last season. Yeah. I wonder who will take know. over doing that. It's a great question. Yeah. Don't know. I have an interview with Spike in a minute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell you, it would be a good job. CeeLo. He filled in from number one, huge Yankee fan. Huge. Number two, filled in for Sweeney several times this year. Outstanding. Doing pre and post? Very good. Wow. Very smooth. Yeah. Knows the game inside out. Knows the team inside out. Inside out. That would be such an easy transition. Be a good job for him, too, I think. Hmm. Just a thought. So you're going to have that job open. You have uh, the. I was reading on the New York Radio message board, Jerry. That the that that's that, still a thing. That is. It's, is it really? It's not. It's not a lot going on. It used on to there. be the only thing. Yeah, but they're talking about that the the Wayne Randazzo job. Yeah. that that could be announced this week. Good. I know they had tons of people. Yeah, trying out for it. So that'd be some news we get as well. Yeah, for sure. I hope it's someone that we're interested in. Me too. We shall see. Hmm. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up show, if you're interested in that. We'll see. I'm not, because we what? talked about the Cowboys. It's enough. Oh, right. They lost. Yeah. Let's uh, do that, and then uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for the warm-up show at 5 a.m. So.